Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky and this week I am joined with Brett Freeman. Hey everyone. Zach Cady. hey And Jonathan Lee. Hello everybody. Okay, these guys are already started to drink, but uh, I'm going to start it off. We are another week into quarantine. Uh, you know, we are losing our minds. However, we had a big tournament go on this weekend. I believe it was like 140-something people that were registered. So that's pretty awesome. It feels like X-Wing, we're getting some data going on again. Um, it feels like X-Wing is being played. So maybe the quarantine's not that bad. Uh, so we'll get into it right off um, in a moment. But Jonathan, you are have never played Tabletop Simulator. You've played Vassal a couple times why not? Uh, I am lazy and just haven't gotten around to it. Actually, I feel I have actually been very busy this quarantine. I'm like, yeah, so I haven't had the chance to. Is there do anything it, you but need I am to interested. tell us about the quarantine? Uh, don't no. drink bleach. <laughs> and uh, don't insert UV light emitting devices into your body. Right. So, uh, Jonathan, like, if you were to never play before, like, it's a little bit intimidating. I know right off the bat. So it's super simple that you could literally just punch a list into Yasby and there is even when you print your list like you normally would to bring to a tournament, there's a actual spot on there that you can hit TTS. Now when you do that is you just copy that text that you do in there and there is a TTS spawner. You click that, you choose your faction and then you punch that list in, you just paste it right into Tabletop Simulator, and it spawns your list for you. And that's basically it. Like, you put your dials on top of your ship to assign them, you know, which ships go to which dials, and then you put them on the table, and you're good to go. You select a mover, maneuver, you hit set, and you play X-Wing. Like, everything is super simple. I don't know, like what else to say like it's not as intimidating as people might make it out to be it's a little faster than regular sorry jonathan oh okay Um, so i'll I'll talk about that in a little more but yeah go ahead so so i have played i played vassal and i played in the vassal league in the past and it does it's uh definitely a different kind of game but for t okay so talk to me like i'm four years old so i downloaded tabletop simulator from steam and then I have to get something else. Is X Wing Unified something? Correct. You need the, the X Wing Unified 2.0 module. You can find that in the Steam Workshop. Uh, so when you before you launch the game, you go to the Steam Workshop for Tabletop Simulator and just type that in X Wing Unified 2.0 and you hit subscribe and it will automatically download the module for you. After that, you just make the game and you kind of go from there. Um, yeah, it, it takes seconds now from when you load up a table to when you can have a list on the the board. It's very quick. Right. Um, so, I, I, like I said, I, I definitely recommend everyone give it a shot. Uh, I, I know Tabletop Simulator costs, you know, 10, 20 bucks. But I think at the same time, like we were talking about this earlier, is it feels like you're playing a game of X-Wing. Where uh, I Vassal feels more like a data log. Um, I, I'm probably sounding like a advertisement here but uh we have a tournament coming up on may 9th that we'll be using tabletop simulator and tabletop to and all the good resources that come with it so uh i definitely recommend anyone that is uh ever like 
on the fence about it, definitely try it. Um, so anyway, how, any, oh. yeah. so how long does, so I know in Vassal games are set to like turn like a uh, number of turns. How long does, do you, do you do that? Or do you actually just set a clock? So there's actually a timer on the table that it's set for an hour and 15 minutes. Now, granted, uh, Brett, you can, like I said, you can go into this a little bit, but it, because you're not like laying down templates or anything like that like time kind of goes by a little bit faster so Brett you said that you feel like this could be the appropriate length of X-Men games if you didn't have to do all that extra stuff yeah so I, I talked with all of my opponents this weekend from the the uh, Gold Squadron tournament that we're going to talk about in a minute um, and we all seemed to feel like we were getting about two rounds more for a tabletop simulator game than we would normally get in a uh, you know an actual on the table game and it just seemed like so many more games were actually going to to full destruction uh, than they are on the um, you know actual table. And you know when you're trying to run away and preserve points, you know an extra two rounds makes it much harder to do that. So I feel like uh, you know the increased efficiency was making people have to play a little more aggressively and actually get their games done as opposed to just you know getting up on points, which was uh, really kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be interesting if in the future they ever kind of look at that. I mean, I think if they ever extend the game past an hour and a half total time, it might kill it a little bit. Um, I, I think two-hour games are way too long. If they tack on an extra 15 minutes, maybe it's okay. But I, I think at the same time, you're it does feel almost like there isn't enough time. And now when you're creating these shortcuts where you're not laying down templates or anything like that. Maybe that is the key to, uh, you know, a little bit less of slow play or, uh, list not going to mutual destruction or destruction, I should say. So uh, I'm on board with that. Yeah. And if you think about, I mean, generally there's on average, like 11 rounds in an X-Wing game over 75 minutes, it's, you know, like seven minutes around. So 15 minutes would get you those extra two rounds. Right. perfectly and, and i agree i think 90 is probably the sweet spot anything more than that and you know it becomes almost impossible to do the kind of tournaments that x-wing players are used to in one day right and, and the one thing that i really enjoy about tabletop simulator is that the it's in 3d where it's not like you could absolutely play it overhead just a you know 2d if you really wanted to but the fact that you can kind of like get down table level and like look at arcs Look at where your ship's going to be lined up with a rock or anything like that. Does it for me? Like that's what I enjoy about it. Is that I'm more of an eyeballer than a you know. I still try to do as much math as possible, but at the same time, I absolutely am always kind of like looking at arcs and uh, looking at like different rocks and like which turns I can make and, and cannot make. So that's part of why I do enjoy the tabletop simulator is the 3d aspect of it that you can literally get down to any angle. And it's not like you're like stuck on one of the middle tables and you can't really do it. Like you have free range that you can go on your opponent's side. You can go on your side, uh, without disrupting anything. So I, I enjoy that 100% with tabletop simulator. Yeah. I second that. That's the same way that I tend to play. I actually have probably, I can count the number of asshole games that I played on one hand just because it doesn't feel like X-Wing to me, and because I'm very much like Andrew, like, I'm an eyeballer when it comes to actually flying, and it just doesn't feel right in Vassal, but 
tabletop simulator has definitely been scratching my itch for the last month as it's kind of necessarily had to. Right. Um, This kind of, it feels like you could be at the store. Like this definitely scratches that itch. And yeah, definitely. Where like Vassal, like I said, it's a great tool. It's, I I definitely use it for certain things, but if I ever just want like a casual game of X-Wing or like, you know, like I said, even more of a tournament pace, this is what I'm going with. Uh, Well, Zach, you have never played tabletop simulator before like quarantine started right correct so how difficult was it for you getting into playing x-wing on it uh within 30 seconds it made sense right yeah like it's just completely intuitive yeah Um, which vassal is definitely not in my opinion yeah agreed right And, and the best thing about tabletop simulator is that you can oh flip the table um so if you ever get mad, you can just flip it and then start all over again. It's it's perfectly fine. Uh, but yeah, I, like I said, highly recommend it if you haven't before. Definitely try Tabletop Simulator. And it might scratch, like, it, it will keep the game going. Like, I think this is definitely the way that you should go. Um, because, like, I know people are missing going out to the stores and all that stuff. And I feel for you if that, if that was your night out and everything. But if you really need to get a game in, like I think this is the way to go, and um, enjoy it as much as you can. These uh, you know trying times, and not just a game. You can get six games in in one day. You can because Which? we are running a tournament on May 9th. Oh, is ours going to be six rounds? Oh no, probably not. Okay, our <laughs> ours will be based off the structure and. Uh, based on attendance. So, on that note, Brett, you participated in the Gold Squadron Space Jam tournament. You know, uh, we don't expect you to talk about your own because I heard you were. I didn't great. have one. I had a I had a slow walk um, that ended quickly. <laughs> but nice. uh, the tournament itself was fantastic. Um, you know, Dion is you know kind of like the the pillar of our community. And uh, not only is he great at streaming, he's also very good at running events, it seems. Um, We had 148 people who signed up. 143 actually ended up playing. Um, So, I mean, it was was a good-sized tournament, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure that's, if not as big, I think it's bigger, actually, than PAX Unplugged was. So, uh, you know, that's kind of really impressive that he was able to put that together. It actually sold out in... About 27 hours, I think he was saying. So, I mean, the demand was really there for high-level, you know, premier X-Wing. And it was uh, really cool because it was not geographically limited at all. Uh, I played one person from Buffalo, New York, and that was the closest to to where I am that I played. I played someone in Europe, uh, someone on the West Coast, uh, someone in Chicago. Like, it was a very diverse group uh, that was there, which was... uh, you know, it kind of felt a little bit like Worlds in that regard. Um, I mean, the world champion himself was there. I uh, did not play him because I was in a loser's bracket basically the whole day. But, uh, I mean, they it got some, some pretty big names. Um, so the event itself was great. Uh, Tabletop Simulator was perfect for it. No one seemed to have any issues with that at all. Uh, we did crash Tabletop TO. Uh, so that made uh, the pairing and score input system a little difficult. But... Uh, you know, that's an easy fix, it sounds like. You know, just 
uh, buy some more servers or you know pay for some more servers on a, a day like this and that takes care of of that issue so uh you know it sounds like dion is going to be doing three more of these and then a big uh like everyone who wants to play can play in a, a day 1a day 1b kind of event so i think we're going to have a lot more uh tabletop simulator tournaments coming up um so i i'm extremely excited about that um Nice. Sorry. Was, so how did, how did rounds go? Did you guys start your own timers or did, was there like a um, like a big timer? Like how did that end up? Sure. So uh, before every round, we all had to go into one same Discord voice chat. Um, and when he posted pairings, he said pairings are up and he started an 85-minute timer. Um, during that time, you, you went to a specific uh, Discord voice channel for your table number. Um, and in those 85 minutes, you uh, created a table and got your obstacles uh, deployed. And then you started your own clock. Um, if the 85-minute the clock expires before your clock ended, then you're done when the 85-minute clock goes off. Uh, but for almost all the games, the 75-minute clock on their own table was the, the controlling thing because it takes you know maybe a minute or two to actually get a game set up here. So it was extremely easy uh, for, for time management-wise. Nice. Um, so let's, you know, you want to talk about your day or anything, or do you want to, let's, you want to just, I mean, my, my day was, was very bad. So I, I don't think we need to talk much about that. Um, but, uh, I mean, there, there was some cool lists that were going on. So I'm just going to talk about some from sure. the cut, I guess. Um, and, uh, I guess this is really the gold squadron on top tournament because the finalists were two of gold squadron hosts, uh, William Haywood and Ryan Staniszewski. Um, William Hagwood won. He was running basically the uh, same list that Ali Pocknell ran for Worlds. Uh, it was Vader with FCS and Afterburners, Whisper with Passive Sensors and Fifth Brother, and just Grand Inquisitor. Um, and there were actually three of that type of archetype in the cut. Uh, so, you know, the Worlds winning list, even with a points change, is still extremely strong, uh, apparently. Now, I, I did not play any of it, so uh, I, I don't know like how those games went down, but I mean, to get three in the top 16 out of 148 or 143 people, uh, it must've been extremely uh, well-rounded, I guess, even in this extended field still. Nice. Um, so like looking at like the top cut, like it, there's a good <laughs> amount of Imperial aces. There's a good amount of scum. And I think there was one or two resistance lists, one resistance list. And I think that was yeah. It. So the, the yeah the runner up was Ryan Sanderszewski running a resistance list, um, and it was the same list that Kalen Wong, or close to the same list that Kalen Wong brought to Worlds, and it was Finn uh, with the it's, it's the Resistance crew. Um, I'm sorry, Rose with it's the Resistance crew. Finn with uh, heroic perceptive co-pilot and advanced optics, and then Zari Greer and Zizi in the A wings with. Uh, either heroic or crack, depending on which one, and advanced optics. And that was, again, just a really solid list that is just even better now with the addition of ZZ. Um, but you're right, most of the, the the cut, and in fact most of the tournament, were primarily just three factions. Rebels, Imperials, and Scum. And it doesn't look like Rebels really did anything in this tournament at all. So it was really the Scum and Imperial tournament. Where's First um, Order? I, um... <laughs> it, yeah, First Order had something like 10 people. Uh, Republic had, I think, 11 people. Um, but Empire and Scum each were like 37 or 38 uh, lists. It was it was a huge percentage of the tournament field. 
Yeah, I'm looking at some of these lists too, and like, granted, we have some Imperial Aces, but I mean, I, I'm looking at this one list where it's two Zealous Recruits and three Cartel Spacers, and it made what top eight. So uh, that made top four. Like, it, it's interesting to see the game like in the state at the moment, um, because like, granted. I know everyone's kind of like sitting there being like, you know, oh, aces need to suffer. You know, the aces are, are you know, dominant and they should have points adjusted them appropriately. But seeing something like that, the where the Zealous Recruits and the Cartel Spacers made it that far. I, I mean, I'm a little pressed with the, the game state at the moment. Yeah, I agree. Now, that was Octra Khan's list, I'm assuming, the one you're talking yes, about, right? Yes. So he's a, sure. we know he's a, a fantastic player. Um, I, I think it was actually four cartel spacers. I think two right. with ion cannons and two with auto blasters. Um, but yeah, I mean, scum swarms like that were, were all over the place. And uh, I mean, I was flying aces and I ran into one of these and it it, it was a really scary matchup that I ended up losing um, because there's just, you know, a lot of health on the board and they can push through a lot of damage if, uh, if they execute correctly. Um, so I, yeah, there were two, I think, scum swarms that made the cut. It was a, a really solid archetype, um, and the the scum lists were pretty cool too. There was Boba Dengar, um, which our own Zach here uh, has been flying a lot of for a, a while. Hey, uh, so that was that was. I mean, that was number one in Swiss yesterday, right? Which is you know a pretty impressive feat. Uh, it wasn't quite the loadout that that you have on it um did you take a look at it at all yeah i looked at it a bit i mean i think it's more optimized for hyperspace or not hyperspace for extended i assume this was an extended tournament yes yeah whereas mine was a hyperspace list so it was a little bit more kind of yeah, limited, limited within that framework i mean yeah if you take it out to extended then you have a lot more toys to play with and it definitely seemed like he played with more of those toys yeah, I, I felt like the biggest difference was that he had Han Gunner on Dengar uh, and Maul then back on Boba, where you normally see him. And, you know, you needed Maul on, on Dengar to make that work in hyperspace. Yep. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, basically, he's getting the same thing, right? Like, he's getting essentially the free focus, free force on Dengar. Right. It's just, it's just he's ending up stressed. Yeah, he's just ending which, up stressed with it. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is, is tough for Dan. I wouldn't be able to make that work because I can't fly Dengar really at all, and particularly not when he's stressed. Um, but, I mean, that was pretty cool to have that, um, you know, get first in Swiss. And uh, uh, my buddy Cam Murray uh, up in Canada, he actually took Boba Fenn, right, the hyperspace monster, and got, uh, I think it was top eight here um, with the basically the same list, just, you know, a, he had Proxmines and Lone Wolf, and I, I feel like that might be like the only change that you would normally see on that from a hyperspace list. So that was really cool to, to see that transition over, I guess. Um, but, I mean, overall, it was a, a great event. I'm glad I did it. I wish I had represented us a little bit better. Sorry, guys. But uh, I can't wait for, for more of these to happen. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be the future of X-Wing, uh, I think, for the foreseeable future. Uh you know, we personally think that Nova is not happening, so that is going to be close enough to Worlds. Um, so, I mean, we're going to try our best to try to run as many events as possible. Dion is going to do a fantastic job running all of his events that he runs. Uh, but, yeah, I would definitely try to hop on this train. Um, and one of the cool things about 
running these digital events is you don't, you know, I 100% say you should support the product, buy the product. But I mean, if there's anything you ever want to test out or anything like that, you know, you can do it. You don't have to have all the cards or anything like that. So it's good in that regard as well. Um, so let's talk about the meta real quick, though. Uh, we were sitting here saying that Boba made an appearance, Dengar made an appearance, the Imperial Aces made an appearance. I don't know if this is still happening, but we were told we were going to be getting a points adjustment in June. If that still happens, do you think that like the scum's going to get like a nerf hammer? Do you think Imperial Aces are finally going to get like? nerfed or anything like that uh or do you think that things are just going to go down as opposed to going up i mean to be completely honest i don't think there should be a points adjustment um as much as you know i don't like some of the stuff that that is out there i would rather they just maybe make a hyperspace adjustment and freshen up that meta by you know what's included and what's not included but i mean i'm looking or i'm thinking back on what events have actually happened since the last points adjustment and there was like two system opens i think and uh like the lvo grand championship and i can't really think of anything else that went down uh you know before all the events started getting canceled so you know what data are they really going to use i mean they probably can't use tabletop simulator data because they can't acknowledge that it exists um so What are they going to – if they thought a change should have happened, it would have probably already happened in the last points adjustment, right? Uh, That's that's a good point. I think um, they might – I mean, I don't know what FFG's status is at the moment. I don't know if they're doing any kind of in-house testing. Um, That would probably go against any kind of CDC guidelines, but – or if they're getting any any kind of playtest data in. Um. But you, you don't think that, like, going forward, if they, if they were to make a points adjustment in June, you don't think they would change anything? Oh, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I I don't feel like they have enough data. Um, but, you yeah, know, I, I think that they will change things. I mean, this last points adjustment was the we're going to just lower everything. We're not going to raise basically anything points adjustment. And uh, I feel like if they're going to do things now they they can't just keep bottoming out prices it just would not make any sense except i guess for the business model of selling more ships um but yeah i think they would have to start raising uh you know they'd probably have to raise boba they'd have to raise uh you know whisper and those usual suspects probably right that's that's a very interesting point too because you look at like whisper vader and the grand inquisitor and like it, it comes to a point of how high do you have to raise them because they're just bringing, you know, minimal toys. And if you raise them too high, there it's, is it going to matter? I mean, I don't think so. Well, I mean, these, these ones didn't have, I guess, minimal toys because there were eight points uh, for uh Williams list. There were eight points of upgrades on Vader and 14 or 15 points on whisper. Right, so I mean that's that's a decent sure. amount of, of upgrade space that's being used there, um, but I, I I certainly understand what you're saying. You know, I mean at some point you just run out. Right, it almost seems like we we've been down this timeline where they're just like, okay, uh, so Squad of Legend with Redline, uh, they basically 
adjusted that and then something like this pops up um it's interesting to see if this will ever end or if it's just going to always be a part of the game all right so what we talked about imperials what about anything to do with scum do you think they're like i mean a lot of scum you see is just generics i mean we had torquil pop up a couple times but other than that, like, Boba's clearly a madness. Slave 1 probably will go up. But other than that, like, they dropped a lot of the generics. And they're the ones that are doing the best. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if they would send them back up or if they're going to, like, start dropping the generics of other things until they start performing well. I mean, going off of what you said earlier, that you can't just keep dropping things and dropping things. But, um it looks almost like scum generics are doing the best. I mean, but like just looking at the, just this one cut alone, right. You know, so not relevant statistic data or anything. Right. I mean, there's a, there's a huge, you know, variance between swarms and, and aceless. I mean, everything is, is pretty well represented here, right? We have rack with four academies making the cut, uh, some crazy, Republic list that I would have never thought could even win a game makes it into the cut. Uh, Anakin and Naboo with uh, passive sensors and proton torpedoes. Padme, Padme made the cut, didn't she? Padme, CLT, Luminara, and Wolf. Like, I, I, I'm floored. Like, hats off to James Ritter for being able to pull that off. That's that's amazing. I'd love to have seen one of those games. Maybe there was one that was streamed that I just didn't see. Um, and, you know, I can try and go back and, and take a look. But, I mean, there was... There was a lot of representation, so that seems like the meta's in a really good spot right now. Right? Like there should be aces and there should be swarms, and we have all of that. Alright, guys. Brett, it's time to meet your maker. Yes, sir. Bring it on. I'm ready. Okay, so first I want to thank everyone that had submitted lists over the past two weeks. Uh it was great reading these lists. I still think you guys are super way too nice to brett so we're gonna go over some lists and we'll talk about our best ones and which ones we're gonna make brett fly i think what we're the general consensus of what we're gonna do is we're gonna pick each host is gonna pick their favorite list and then we're gonna put up a poll and we'll leave it to the community to decide which list brett is gonna be flying at our tournament on may 9th and he has to stick around the entire day to fly that list. And I tell you what, anyone that submitted, the, or if Brett wins with your list, we will. I will mail you out templates, and Brett gets to design them. So Brett will get a pair, and you get a pair. How does that sound? Sounds like everyone should just concede to me to make someone's template <laughs> dreams happen. Not happening. Um, because I'm going to be, I have some galaxy focus tokens that I have ready to go, so they will be the prize support. Um, so I hope everyone's gunning for them as opposed to letting you win. So why don't we start it right off the bat? Graham P submitted a list with Aaron Kraken with Crackshot and Dash Rendar with Expert Handling, Prockets, Luke Gunner, Kanan Crew. Stealth device, Outrider, Contraband, and that's it. Now, I mean, I'm a fan of Dash Rendar, and I think Luke is cool, but I don't know why he just didn't do Jake. Oh, wait, that's right. We're supposed to be giving you bad lists. 
Jake might have been too good. Yeah, but is getting a list at 162 kind of cheating? That's one hell of a bid. Yeah, that's. I think that's too much. I mean, and then... I, I think we probably... that That's on us. We probably should have put a minimum total. Sure. But um, I, I still think it would be kind of funny to see... Oh, I don't think the list is 162. I think Dash is 162. Dash is 162. Oh. The list is 199. Oh, okay. Never mind. I have to take back what I have to say. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I think part of it might be that Graham uh, was a witness to me just getting completely murdered when I tried to joke around and fly uh, Dash Miranda a couple weeks ago. And you did also talk so, about it on the show. You know, it was always serious. Yeah, but until he, was... he was there. He saw He saw the stupid mistakes I made. It's always a joke until it's serious. So if you would have did really good, you would have been like, oh, man. But because you did bad, it was a joke. I mean, I think the prockets are what saves you here. Of course. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Just line up that bullseye with Dash. You got this. Hmm. Interesting. <sighs> it's interesting. It's interesting. All right. So that's Graham's list. Uh, Shannon W. threw in two Jakku Gunrunners, uh, Bounty Hunter with the Marauder title in the Fire Spray, Tarani Kolda with Crack Shot. Now, okay, I'm going to say this right off the bat. I How many of you guys, like, there's a couple Tarani lists in here, and it's kind of like, Tarani is good. I like Tarani. Is it, are you guys making fun of me? Because... You don't think Tarani's good, but I I think Tarani's awesome. Also, a bounty hunter with the Marauder at sixty eight points is a fucking steal. True. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Wait, what does the Marauder title do? Uh, the re-roll in the re-roll re-roll. Oh, right, 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 right. That one. Yeah, like I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that at all. Like two things that can hand out um, tractor tokens. And two ships that can punish, and then a binary pilot into fill space. That seems like a decent list. Like that's Yo, something I would fly on a, like a Thursday night at Top Deck. So here's the fun thing about Crack Shot with Tarani is that you get the dead to rights uh, bullseye thing that everyone kind of forgets about. So there's no focusing or anything like that. You just crack shot away, and yeah. It feels good. That's interesting. Yeah, that's two things that can punish something with very little agility. Uh, I'm I might throw this one into the ring. Um, I'll definitely take a look at it. I mean, like uh, the Jacku Gunrunners are so good. I wish they were a little bit, little bit cheaper. Maybe like one point cheaper. Yeah, but you know, FFG is so afraid of tractor tokens these days. Right, but tractor is fine now. Like that's the thing. Tractor is with the. Being able to do the 90-degree turn, I don't think there's anything wrong with Tractor. I oh, mean, I, I fully agree, but I'm just saying, like, FFG is so skittish about changing things that used to be broken. Like, look how long it's taken in 2.0 for um, punishing ones to, like, be decent. Right. It's, <laughs> like, been... <laughs> it's yeah. been a solid couple of years. All right. Uh, so this one is... Uh, okay, I'm not even gonna name who submitted this, but Anakin in the Y Wing with a dorsal turret and proton torps, seventh fleet gunner with R4 astromech, Plo Koon with CLT, 
Obi-Wan with Delta 7B. I mean, <laughs> that's Obi-Wan with CLT. Obi-Wan with CLT, whatever. And they both have R5 Astromech. Breck's daughter must have submitted this list because it is way too good and it's it, got an 88 point or an 87 point Anakin and a Y wing. It's horrible. This is probably the worst list that is on there. This is the one you guys should pick. Hey Brett, shut up. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think the idea of this tournament is that we're supposed to be teaching Brett a lesson to not be a bully. So. I mean, it would be really funny if we do select this list and he just does terrible with it. Which I will. I mean, I've never done well with Anakin in a Y-Wing. No. Just no. No. Yeah, I don't like this. I don't even like it, like, as a regular list. Can we just delete it from the show notes, please? Oh, God. I just... All right, delete it. Okay. <laughs> All right, but we can we can agree, you know, the guy who submitted it was awesome. No. No, we can't. Uh, the guy that Next submitted list. it, his email is brettfreeman at backthedials.com. Um, that sounds about right. <laughs> okay, so let's move on. <sighs> Good all chance. So we have our first Dave's bone arm with static discharge range. So he's got a way to ionize people. Torkoal Mux with angled deflectors. That's interesting. Paylob with angled deflectors. Inuldra and Manaru. So this is interesting. Uh, this is a good give, one. Did he give this you is the worst list I've ever seen in my did life? Did he give you the title on any of them? Nope. No. <laughs> and he couldn't even find three points for auto blaster. But you have a turret now. That's cool. Huh? I guess. Huh? I mean, th- this is horrible. Huh? This would be good. I mean, it all just fine. I mean, right. Yeah, take a damage to re-roll some stuff. That's fine. Uh, and you could like you, you could put them at zero with Torkoal. Yeah. I veto this one. This you is don't the one I veto, veto anything, on. Brett. Yes. I declare a veto. No, your veto was at the beginning saying no separatist swarms. That was your veto. It's already been spent. That's fair. And we did get one submitted, so it, it didn't go to waste. So. so this one might be uh oh, this one might it might end up, up there. Oh, I'm gonna put a little, little note by it. What are you doing? Just putting some notes. ZC. Okay, so next one, Matt, I believe it's Sirak on the forums. Uh so we have a cartel executioner in the M twelve Kimagila with cluster missiles, R three Astromech, contraband, munitions foul safe. Um, a second one. We have two of them. We have another Tarani Kolda with expert handling cluster missiles, R three Astromech, uh, and then a Black Sun soldier in a Z ninety five with squad leader, squad leader. Interesting. Uh, contraband, and that's it for this one. Um. So okay, this doesn't I, seem bad. It's it's okay. It's. A lot of points. Good. Uh, Tarani with the cluster missiles is interesting because if you ever get lucky, you can do that double, double tap bullseye right. shenanigans, which it never happens. But I think at the same time, it's like you always want it to happen. Um, we got a lot of scum lists. It's kind of funny. Brett, how much do you play scum? Not at all. 
Good. Okay, so he also submitted a Bosk loaded up Bosk list with Lazarazi and a uh, in a Y wing as well. I like I like that one. I like that one. And then he also submitted a Droid Rights list where it's L three and the um, Falcon with triple zero BT one. Forlom with IG-88D, Advanced Sensors in the title, and Guri with Afterburners, Advanced Sensors, and Predator. This is interesting because it's it's super thematic. It's like, let's bring as many droids as possible. It is very thematic. It's also a good list. I love this. This is a real... You this like one, this I would, list? What? I would, I would seriously enjoy the whole day playing this list. I don't think I would do well. Why? Because it's Advanced I Sensors Guri? I, I just it gives me some <laughs> options, right? Like I I wouldn't just be completely you know dead in the water like I would be if you went with Chance's abomination of a list. He should be banned from playing X Wing for submitting something like that. But Droid Rights Droid Rights is fun. I I please someone pick that, Jonathan. I I beg of you. <laughs> you're, the, you're the one nice host. Uh oh. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Which one? Which list did you want? Chance's list? No, he wants no. the droid rights list. Where Pretty it's sure L- L3, Forlom, and Guri. Yeah, Chance's list. He's a droid, right? That's not Chance. This is yeah. uh, this is Matt Sirock. No, but Chance is a droid. So oh, Chance is a droid. So yeah, it's his droid list. Sure. Okay. So Chance's list. Got it. Interesting. Um, I, I like it. Yeah, I mean, it's a fun-looking list. Like, I would play that again. Like, this is like a Thursday night, a top-deck list for me. Okay, next we have Adam Kempers. Adam submitted a a swarm list, even though we said no swarms. But maybe he, maybe he didn't hear the first episode. So maybe. I'm going to give it a pass. Uh, so it's just Grievous with bombardment drones and lots of proximity mides. And uh, some Trade Federation jurors with Discord missiles. This is a good list, too. <laughs> this is honestly probably the best of all of them. And yeah. it's just I don't have any idea how to fly Separatists that I'm just terrified by it. But, like, this is probably actually a really good list. Uh, does he have a tactical relay over here? It doesn't look like it. No. No. Yeah, I think we have to veto just because I'm not going to make him. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know. Maybe I do to, like make you fly a swarm for an entire day would be kind of funny. Yeah, I would definitely pick this one over the chance list, please. Let's veto <laughs> chance. Let's keep this one. Sorry, chance. Um, okay, yeah, so not, we... not just veto chances list. Let's veto chance. So we have <laughs> uh beer episode. Uh, so we have Rob. I believe this is Rob Neisler's list where he's got Holder's Invisible Bomber. Where it's got R1J5 in a fireball with uh, Holdo. What? Does that thing have a crew slot? R1G5 does. Yes, it's Droid, like, like when R2D2. Yeah, it's like when R2D2 is piloting the Y Wing. Neato. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Edon. Is that how you say it? Man, I don't know any of this stuff. And the Star Fortress with Proton Bombs, Prox Mines, and Pattern Analyzer, ZZ, and Ronith Blario, maybe. Uh, okay, I, I like that it's... Man, the fact that you told me that it's a uh, droid with a crew slot. For record, I believe Blario is Mario's boring cousin, along with Wario, his evil mm-hmm. cousin. Pretty sure. 
this list is actually kind of cool. Like, you take the cloak token, you pass it off to the Star Fortress, who just stays cloaked the whole time, and just throws bombs out and reloads the whole game while cloaked. That's kind of cool. Wait, how do you... Are you passing it with Holdo, I guess? With Holdo, yeah. You pass it with Holdo, and then they don't need to to ever get rid of it. Man, that is pretty cool. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll uh, submit this as my list. All right, so uh, Mikrob... We have Kestel. Oh, here's the first aggressor. We have Kestel with a veteran turret gunner. Diamond boron missiles, which I'm a fan of. I like them. They sh- probably should see a little bit more play than they do. Uh, shield upgrade, juke, ion cannon turret, echo. With fifth brother, stealth device, juke, and vizier in its high reaper. And passive sensors. And passive sensors, I'm sorry. With Emperor Palpatine. Man, this list is too wholesome. He would do ways. He would win this game if he uh, brought this list. He would just... This one was like, what if we just give him, you know, a 134-point list because Kestel will just die immediately. But, you know, maybe he can make Echo work with Palp back up. Yeah, maybe. Uh, what is the Vizier? I know he's the Reaper that... It's not the reverse. I don't know. The- Vizier is after you fully execute a speed one maneuver using your ailerons, you can perform a-, a coordinate. Yeah, the coordinator. And it's a white coordinate if you want it to be, which is kind of nice. Interesting. I mean, that plus Palpatine is like a lot of support for two one and a half okay ships. Not one and a half. Echo is a good ship. Oh, no. Who submitted this? Is- okay. So, yeah. Um,. Interesting. I like that you put an aggressor in there. I'm not going to lie. I like that you gave me hope. I like that you took gave him hope and took it away in the same breath. Okay, next, Andrew Lynn submitted four G1As. Uh, so I have a little bit of a... So four G1As, why did that never see play as opposed to four U-Wings? Is it because extra of the agility. two agility? Yeah, extra agility, being able to turn, like getting to choose like am i k turning turning in space in on the spot i just think is like overall better yeah, i mean there's they no, have it there's no leia no sure. leia but they yeah, have like, scum crew is generally worse i know we need k4 back that would be interesting i, I would say that you get upgrades if we pick this list you definitely get upgrades uh, so just throw gonk on some of them. What do we have up? Is it the is it four Gan Feinsman? Yes. That leaves nine points for each ship. Oh, Correct gonk rate. is ten points. That's not gonna work. Okay, gonk take... on all but one. I'll, I'll let you take uh yeah, four long. Um, you do contraband cybernetics, in each. See, it's better than. And then uh, yeah. He's... I, I like this one. And this one kind of goes hand in hand, which I want to fly this myself, I'm not going to lie. But Derek, Fogline, Five Reapers, uh, that showed up at LVO, didn't it? It did well at LVO. It did. I don't have the brain power for that, though. Well, that's that was his argument, was that it seems like it's a very hard list to run and you'd probably get burnout. So he thought that would be torture in itself. So I give him props for that. Thanks, Derek. I, this is like mind games now. This isn't just 
And then finally, our last list is from Gus P. It's I, I like this one a lot. It's a Cobalt Squadron bomber with trajectory simulator, proton bombs, Page Tycho, seismic charges, delayed fuses, cat in the Star Fortress with trajectory, perceptive, proton bombs, seismic charges, delayed fuses, and a resistance transport with Leia. I think it would be fun just to have these bombers just launch stuff all day. I think people would probably get caught off guard a little bit. Yeah, I think that he would actually potentially do quite well with this one. Which is what, what, what gives me pause with it. Oh, man. So, okay, so first I'm going to say thanks everyone that submitted a list. I really appreciate all the lists that you submitted and the feedback that you gave us with all of your emails and comments and everything like that. It's greatly appreciated. We're, we're keeping the show running for you guys in this um, quarantine and everything like that. So I appreciate everything that you guys have been saying. Well, as a list submitter, you're welcome. Oh God, I'm gonna put you. All right. So I'll, I'll let Brett go last. Zach, do you have a list that you would like to nominate? Well, first off, I, I don't believe Brett gets to choose. Thought we were still just doing Jonathan, you and me. I still get the veto if he if uh, he does what I think he's gonna do. <laughs> Today, how do, how are we determining his list? So we're, we're each of the hosts are going to pick one list that we like the best, and then we're going to submit it to. We're going to put a vote out, and then uh, we'll let the listeners vote on which list uh, Brett has to run. And then if Brett wins the tournament, the person whose list won and Brett will will. Brett will be able to design templates and we will send them out to uh, the listener. So, Zach, do you have a list that you'd like to nominate? I, I, I do. It might be slightly controversial and I see somebody else is highlighting it right now, but I, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do droid rights. All right. Yes! I, so I, you, I, I do like I the thematicness of it. Droid rights is going into the final four. So that is the one with L3, Forlom, Guri, uh, with a bunch of crew. Uh, Jonathan, do you have a list that you'd like to? So am I picking the list I like the most or the list I think <laughs> Brett would do the worst with? Or, or yes. you, you can do whatever you want. Just remember, you don't want me to get burnt out playing four or five rounds. Yeah, we do. because Remember, this is all because Brett's a bully. Oh, uh, well, like... I don't know if I've ever seen him fly a large base ship, so I'm going to take the two bombers and the resistance transport. Okay. So I just imagine he's going to look at the dial, and it's just going to be one straight, one bank, two straight, two bank, two hard turn, three straight, three banks, and then... All right. uh... What repositions do I get with those? (laughs) (laughs) You get to reposition your turret. All right, Brett, I will let you pick a list. And if it's the list that I think you're picking, I will veto it. Oh, man. Can you go first? No. Nope. I'm torn between two. Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you which one I'm going with. I'm going with uh, the Rob's list, the fireball that can cloak a large base. All right, that's the one you're going? Okay, that was one of my two. So then I'm going with the Echo... Vizier, oh. Do we veto it? 
I didn't pick my own. That was what you didn't want me to do. <laughs> no, I'll allow it because Kestel's in there. Okay, that's fair. That's like 65 of wasted points. All right, uh, let me find that list. That is, okay, from Microb. Okay, so here we go. Our wait, wait. final four. Hold on, I'm going to give myself Roneth in Rob's list since you just decided to leave him out. Sure. No, <laughs> you lost it. Okay. Uh, so we have Matt Serok. I know that's his online handle, not his last name. Um, we have him with the droid rights list. Gus P with the two bombers and a resistance transport. Rob K's with a cloaking bomber. And Mikra with an aggressor and echo. Uh, so uh, in the show notes or in the description, you will find the poll. I will have a link to the Yasby in the poll, and you can look at these lists. And uh, I want you guys to vote which one you want Brett to fly. And then the week of, we will announce which one wins, and Brett will have to fly it. And then we'll go from there. So um, I guess that's the next step is that to go out there and vote. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, we had a nice little fun time with that. So... Any shout-outs or anything like that you guys want to do? Brett, do you have anyone to shout-out from the uh, tournament this weekend? Uh, just a shout-out to all of my opponents. I had an enjoyable game with everyone, uh, even though I sucked. And also, why would you put Juke on freaking Kestel? He doesn't, can he even take an evade? I just thought of this. <laughs> can he? I don't know, but oh man, I'm going to be bummed that I picked that list. Okay, he can, take an, he can do a red evade. He can do a red evade. Nice. It's fine. Um, everything's fine okay so I think on that note I want to thank everyone for listening if you're a fan of the show check us out at Liberty Squadron uh, Facebook page and check us out on Patreon so thanks again for listening and have a good night cheers